All right, welcome back to the Speak Your Peace podcast. Uh, my name is Ian McNaughton, Big E, Ian, uh, here hosting another episode. Uh, Scotty K, SYP creator Scott, is not here. He is off. Um, uh, what is Scott doing this week? He's graduating, um, isn't he? He is, but I'm trying to think of like a, a funnier reason as to what. Uh, Scott's on the prices right at night. That's what Scott's doing. He's trying out for the prices right. Uh, He's trying out for the prices right. Yeah, it's it's his favorite game show. Big Drew Carey guy. Scott had Scott's big into capitalism. In case capitalism and commercialism. Scott's super big into that sort of stuff. Like Scott loves guessing if an air fryer is twenty five dollars or forty eight dollars. Like that. That's Scott. That 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 that's what uh, that's what Scott loves. Um. No, Scott's not here. He's graduating this week at UBCO in Kelowna, so he's unable to take part in podcasts. Uh, the voice you heard is a uh, friend of the pod, uh, football guy, Hayden Barton. Hayden, what's going on, big guy? What's happening? Oh, fuck, man. Uh, there's so much going on lately. I uh, Actually, I didn't – did I say this on Jeff's podcast? I don't know. I, uh, I just got a new job, actually. Oh. Yeah, I don't know if you did, uh, did say it. Yeah, no, I'm I'm gonna become a millwright. Ooh. I don't know if you know what a millwright is or what it does. I'll give you a brief little um, explanation of what a millwright is. So it's it's like a form of carpentry, mm-hmm. but they mostly work with cabinets and do cabinetry. So basically, in six months, when I finally get my uh, my terms with it, if you need new cabinets in your place, I'm your guy. All right. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you have um, uh, maybe this is just me who's been watching too much HGTV in, in my spare time, but do you have like a favorite cabinet? Like do you have go-to cabinets that you uh, like to put in people's houses? Well, I haven't started it yet. I'll have you okay. know. No, yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I'm not there yet, but I will say the cabinets that I got or that my parents got before they separated, they had really, really nice cabinets. Yeah. And those are pretty fucking sick. Yeah. The kitchen that, oh, this guy too. The guy that hired me is the same guy that made my parents' kitchen. Mm. So I'm getting, I'm getting pretty good, uh, pretty good insight with this guy. Well, like they say, it's not, you know, what you know, it's who you know, right? Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad to see that also applied in, you know, big cabinet in the cabinet industry. That's still, you know, that's still applicable in that sort of sense. Um, oh, yeah. We we spent probably too much time on cabinets and, uh, <laughs> you know, kitchens and interiors. Um, Hayden's here. Just to already, talk about- huh? Pardon? <laughs> just already. Yeah, what just is already. It, like the first two minutes and we're already too, me- too much into cabinetry. I think we've spent like two minutes more talking about cabinets in the, just in this episode alone than in all the previous episodes combined. Um, so, go. you know, it's something new, you know, we're catering to a new demo, really. Like we're, we're targeting a new audience when it comes to cab- cabinets, kitchens, um, interior design, that sort of thing. Who would have <laughs> thought that, you know, SYP would be all about that. Um, Hayden's here to talk about fall. We have a couple different things. We got basically like three, three and a half segments we're doing. Uh, Hayden and I are going to rank the top 10 NFL coaches right now. Like if these guys are on the market, who are you hiring to coach your team? 
we're doing, very standard. Uh, pretty standard. We're doing um, favorite, least favorite off team off seasons. Uh, moves we liked, moves we didn't like, drafting, free agency. I went a little bit coaching too, but like coaching's kind of like you're you're really diving into the deep end if you're throwing coach. You're really going hardcore if you throw coaches in there. But that's 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 me. That's the type kind of guy I am. Uh, we do have a mailbag. We do have one question. Uh, and then we're going to do a little uh, would you rather uh, segment at the end where I'm and maybe even Hayden has like some would you rather uh, probably like a Geno Smith versus Drew Locke. Who would you rather have as your. Oh, there's brother? there's so many would you rather's right now. All right. I'll have you know. It's, it, it's, <laughs> it, it's basically like sports, you know, summertime, you know, fill in sports talk radio is basically what this is. And it's the woes right now. It's the I'm missing football too much. So let's talk about football type of woes. I like I'll be honest with you. The weather has not helped. No, like, man. How is it June? It, it's June in, in BC. It's pissing rain. And it's definitely like I should be watching Thursday night football. I should be watching Miami play Cincinnati on Thursday night football right now. Not watching like playoff hockey. Well, hey, 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 hey. Uh, one league that we may have forgotten. There is football on as we speak right now. I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll even let you do a little, like, CFL preview because I don't know fuck all about the CFL. Like, Let's fucking go. <laughs> I'll, I'll, at the end, I'll give you, like, five or ten minutes to talk about the CFL. Boom. So, so let's, let's dive into top ten coaches. So I asked you to create a list of the top ten coaches – in the NFL right now. I have my top head. 10. You have your top 10. I'm curious. Let's start with your 10 through 5. Or 10 through actually 10 through 6. 10 through 6. Okay. 10, 10 9, through 8, 6. 10, 10 through 6. I, I'm curious to know your 10 through 6. All right. All right. Now. So well, go ahead. Top 10 coach right now. It's one that really kind of hasn't proved himself yet. He's kind of or he is new. It's very new. But I love his energy. I gotta go, Robert Sala. Okay. Robert Sala, like he seems like he's such a good piece for any team, mm-hmm. and I think the Jets. It sucks that he's on the Jets because no one does good on the Jets. But this guy is a quality guy, absolute quality man. That's who I got at ten. Okay. 10. Do you want to like bounce back and forth, or do you want no, me you, to? No, you you go through. Uh, you go through uh, six. You go to your six. You do your two, right, your first right. five. All right. So I got Robert Sala. Okay. And then next one, kind of in the same situation here, uh, Dan Campbell, kneecap biter extraordinaire. I would run through a wall for that guy. And I I've not I haven't even played with this guy. <laughs> he is, I I don't know I don't know what else to say. He's so emotional about football and as a man who plays football you got to care for that uh number eight (sighs) number eight's kind of a tough one i feel like i could have put two here uh they're in the same division in your division actually uh kyle shanahan you know i'll do i'll do eight and seven here kyle shanahan and sean mcdermott uh sean mcdermott okay or sean mcdermott sean mcveigh Sean McVay, yes. Okay. I wrote McDermott, but I don't know why I wrote McDermott. Uh, but yeah, Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, they're like 
young as well, but they've proved themselves like very, very quickly. And it's kind of scary that they've proved themselves so quickly. <laughs> yeah, no, in, in like in like a span of five years. Yeah, five years, like with both of them combined, you know, like it's just absolutely insane. And then number six right now, Doug Peterson. Interesting. Okay. Doug Peterson, yeah. That I think he gets a lot of underrated uh or not even I think he gets like a lot of overrated looks from when he took Philly to that Super Bowl and just absolutely mindfuck the Patriots. So I'll go back from ten, like we'll start I'm going to I'll give you my thoughts on your 10 through 6. Okay. Like Sala I was never like this is me as a Seahawks fan being like, yeah, this Sala dude, like as the Niners coordinators, like, yeah, no, this guy's annoying. As if the Seahawks definitely weren't annoying and definitely weren't, you know, you know, all about themselves like Robert Sala used to be. Of but, course. But I, I see where you're coming from with Robert Sala, where he seems like a guy you want to play for. It's just mm-hmm. shitty that he has to coach the New York Jets. Exactly. And that he and he's got this pressure of a second overall quarterback who probably shouldn't have gone second overall. And you don't think a, so? I don't know. It seems really early. They, like, it's de- it, Okay, it, that's the thing, too. We can't really judge these rookies or what were rookies right now. Plus, yeah. he is on the Jets. He's on a Jets, which, which is like... You're the all, tragedy you're all, itself. Yeah, you're already like step back by just being a part of the Jets organization. Mm-hmm. Dan Campbell, that's a dude, you know, when you talk, like, I talk about passion. Like, I love passionate people. I love people that are really, um, you know, passionate about their jobs, love coming into work, love doing what they do. Dan Campbell gives me that kind of, those sort of vibes. And that's why I would absolutely love to be, like, ha- I would love Dan Campbell in my organization. Would love, oh, 100%. For him, would love for him to take part in that. I feel like he would fit really well with Seattle, though. Like, is that just me? Or, like, he I loves like- the – I feel like he's, like, a dynamic sort of run-first kind of coach, you know, who, like, would go out and, you know, excel with the passing game. I feel like Dan Campbell is a bit of a weird dude. And I feel like the Seattle people wouldn't like the Seattle fans would embrace that. Like you're weird, we're weird. Let's be weird together. Like you, like yeah. you get, like like I feel like that's what Seattle and Dan Campbell would be about. Um, I think it'd McVay, be a good fit. I think it'd be a really, really interesting fit. Mm-hmm. And McVeigh and Shanahan, I want I want to talk about in a little bit, but Doug Peterson, I didn't have in my top ten. Just because of like how things ended in Philly, which weren't wasn't totally his fault. Thing like things just kind of ran its course when the Eagles yeah. were all said and done with with Carson Wentz and with that offense and the fact that people figured out how to defend an RPO. But yep, I get why you put him there, and I get why um, Jacksonville would hire him with mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence and such. Like I think that I think that makes sense as a fit. It's it's an upgrade over Urban Meyer. Whatever Urban <laughs> Meyer was, Doug Peterson is certainly an upgrade from that. I think a brick wall was uh, was an upgrade from Urban Meyer. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, I, I like a piece of cheese could coach better than fucking Urban Meyer could. Um, oh yeah. Here's here's my ten through six. Let's hear it. I think I think you're gonna love this. Um, All right. Number ten, I had to put him in the top ten somehow, some way. I had to put him in. Pete Carroll. I have Pete <laughs> Carroll in my top ten. I had to, I I couldn't do this list without talking about Pete Carroll. Because here's the thing with Pete Carroll, Seattle's not going to be great this year. Nope. But I think they're going to win like three more games because of Pete. Like Pete Carroll always just finds a way, and the Seahawks always just find a way to win more games than people expect. And that's why that's why I have Pete in my top ten. You know what? I'm I'm gonna look at their schedule right now, and I'm gonna see if like Pete Carroll could take a couple games just because he's Pete Carroll. I checked their schedule today. There's five wins. There is five wins in this Seahawks schedule this season. All right. All right. I'll see if I can find five wins right now. You. All right. I'll I'll, I'll go through the rest of my list, and you see if you can find five wins in the Seahawks schedule this year. Number okay. nine. He's a newbie, but I love his defensive philosophies. I have Brandon Staley with the LA Chargers, number nine. And I know, like, that's a favorite. Like, the Chargers, like, a media favorite because of the fact they have, like, Herbert, a guy no one expected to do well, but is actually one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Mm -hmm. um, they have a really fun defense, especially in the front seven. Yep. And, and Staley is kind of like this analytical, but also, like, eye test, like, He's just a smart coach. Like, he's just a really smart coach who doesn't he typically put his teams in terrible situations. I agree. So, I have Staley 9. Number 8, I have former player, current head coach, Mike Vrabel. Tennessee Titans coach Mike Vrabel, who is the only coach I see wearing a vest on a consistent basis. But no, it's yep. not, I don't even I don't even know if it's a vest or if it's like a like athleisure type like jacket that he's got on. I I think it's like a, like a golf vest that you would wear. Yes. To golfing, yeah. It's it's like it's like it's like how would I put? It's like you know how girls wear like puffer jackets. That like, is a like, great. That is a great. Uh... <laughs> it, it's like it's like that, but with the sleeves cut off. I agree. Like, that's what it is that he's wearing. And it's, just, like, only he could pull it off. And I agree. Vrabel, for myself, he's not a great coach, but he's in, like, the like tier two to three of, like, NFL coaches. Like, you're probably going to win. You have a decent shot of winning 10 games if Mike Vrabel is your head coach. I could agree with that. Not Maybe not win a division. You might be competing for a wild card, but... They did win the division... And the conference last year. This past season, they somehow finished the first overall seed. Mm -hmm. That somehow was a thing that happened. That was um, a thing. But he has a he, he, good, good, but not great coach. That's why he's number eight in my rankings. Fair enough. Number seven, I have Matt LaFleur. Okay. Green Bay Packers coach who kind of looks like a dilf but not a total dilf <laughs> not where i thought you were gonna go with that one no but i had to throw that out there because i think there is 
you know, there's talk some about sort that. of aspect about it. Okay. There's some sort of aspect about it. He's not on Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan level, you know, S tier Dilf, but like, you know, yep. he's up there. He's 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 almost like he almost has an eight hundred winning percentage since taking over the Packers. And I think you can also make a fair argument that um, that's Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, and Aaron Jones on offense with a pretty good defense. Mm-hmm. And, and it's kind of hard to fuck that up if you're a head coach. That's why he's only seventh in my book. Yeah, I, uh, I'll have you know right now, I was going to put Matt LaFleur on there, but I think he, personally, I think he's one of the most overrated coaches only because mm-hmm. he was blessed with that system. And he was blessed with having Aaron Rodgers and Devonta Adams at his disposal. I think this year, I think Nathaniel Hackett could be uh, like a surprise, like really great coach. I, I, I don't know what to make of the Broncos. Well, we can talk about the Broncos. We'll talk later. about the Broncos later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but. Yeah, I like I could I could see that happening too. Lafleur, I have I have seven. Like I think okay. he knows enough about the offense. He comes from the McVay coaching tree. Like he's I think he's the seventh best coach in my books. Okay. And then number six is Kyle Shanahan, who I think I don't know if you and I talked about this. Maybe this was Jeff. Maybe this was both all of us. Where Kyle Shanahan might just be the greatest offensive coordinator of all time. I mean, that's, that's, that's a very, very like outtake, you know, I've, I've, you hear about that all the time. Like he's a great offensive mind. Yes. Yeah, no, I agree. I think he is one of the greatest offensive coordinators of all time, except like, I don't know. I don't know. How do you make of it as him as a coach though? You know, it's weird. And then like, cause like, then I don't know how much, like what the, like, I think Shanahan has the final say compared to like GM John Lynch, where it's like you're paying Kyle Juszczyk more money than any fullback in the league, where teams mm-hmm. are just getting rid of the fullback and the Niners are kind of zagging and paying Juszczyk more than any other fullback. And then they gave up two first round picks for Trey Lance. Yep. It's kind of like, I don't know about I, that. Like, no, I don't know about that either. It's, but then you, but, but but then you see in the like NFC divisional game, you know Trent Williams going in mo- in motion, and then lead blocking. It's kind of like okay, that kind of makes up for it because I love seeing Trent Williams, a fucking six seven three fifty lineman, in motion <laughs> lead blocking. It's like God damn it, that's really fun. You 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 son of a bitch. I'm in when it comes to Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, okay, I I want to say like stuff like that, man. Like. I I think the NFL and the media are so just personally focused on like the big name, like sports teams, which is fine that they get that, but give like the other coverage to other, other teams. Like, I don't know about you, but I've personally seen other linemen go in motion before. Literally ask any West coast offense team that has a six lineman. And I, I'm not even trying to be biased here right now, but New Orleans has the same idea. Is it like anyone is a top prospect of Trent Williams? 
No, but Jesus Christ, you can get a six foot six, 300 pound man running. And the fuck, he doesn't even, he doesn't even do it right. Sometimes he goes off sides. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like... or, 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 or wasn't it against Dallas um, where um, it was a false start or whatever? Like he didn't get set or whatever. And, like, yeah. He wasn't set. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, Kyle Shanahan's not the first coach to think of this shit. Like, okay, yeah, you're bringing it in and you're making your all-pro left tackle do it. Okay. Congratulations. But there's so many other, like, so many other people to, to do that, you know? And I will admit, though, his trick plays, very tricky. Very tricky. And, and I, I think it should also, like, not for nothing, he's got to one Super Bowl, two NFC championships with Jimmy Garoppolo. Yep. Yep. That is a that is a thing. That 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 that's not nothing. (laughs) Um. So just to repeat my ten through six: Pete Carroll, Brandon Staley, Mike Rabel, Matt Lafleur, Kyle Shanahan. Did you find five wins in the Seahawks schedule? I found six. You found six. Okay. I found six. Yeah. Like. Here, here's where the sixth win is going to come from, but I'll, I'll go through it. So you got the Falcons. That's a win. You got the Lions. That's a win. Uh, and this is where I did it. You split with the Cardinals. Okay, I like that. You guys always play the Cardinals hard. Okay, so you got three wins right there. Uh, you got win number four with the Giants. Yep. You got win number five with the Panthers. Yeah, and you got win number six with the Jets. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 th- I think I don't want to be that guy, but like we play San Francisco, also like really. You like, do. I think, so like I'm not 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 trying to push my luck here and ask for seven wins, but like seven wins is very very applicable. <laughs> not for nothing. Just, not just for throwing nothing. that out there. Um. All right. Who's your five to one? Five to one. Well, we'll start it off hot. Uh, Mike Vrabel is my number five. Okay. Yeah. And I know you said he was in like that, like kind of like tier two, tier three coach, which I agree with. But personally, I think I would hire him over, over Shanahan and over Doug Peterson. Okay. I think he's a great players coach. You know what I mean? I, I get that vibe. Like, like yeah. the, um, um, oh, what's it? Taylor Luan, like who does like busting with the boys. Yeah. Like, busting with the boys. Yeah. Like those guys like really seem like genuinely hype, love Vrabel. Oh yeah. Love playing for him. Yeah, exactly. And I heard, I heard Vrabel was pissed when they couldn't get a deal done with uh, AJ, mm-hmm. like AJ Brown. I heard he actually like was so mad in the draft room. And now they had to take trail on Burks and look, now he's dealing with asthma. So uh, maybe pay the man next time. <laughs> Anyways, uh, number four, John Harbaugh. Baltimore has like themselves a coach that they could just never let go of. Yeah. Like give him as much money as he wants, as he needs. He's a great coach. And that's what I can really say for like the last four coaches I have here. Uh, number three, we have Andy Reid. Okay. Andy Reid, he's like a better version of Shanahan in my opinion, but he just looks like the Kool-Aid man. 
<laughs> so that gives him a leg up. No, I'm kidding. He, he's a great coach. I mean, uh, I think no, no. Andy, well, Andy Reid is far more personable than Kyle. Like more people can relate. That, to, yes. Like, to, to like Andy Reid, especially to, Americans. Especially Americans, slightly <laughs> overweight, <laughs> loving a burger. Oh yeah. Fucking, fucking no shits given. None. None. That far more relatable than Kyle Shanahan. I agree. I agree. Uh, and then number two, Mike Tomlin. Okay. The fact that he's never had a below 500 season ceases to amazes me. And then number one, you got to go with it, Mr. Mr. Belichick himself. Okay. Yeah. And that's my top five. So it, it's funny. Like, you and I are actually, like, pretty similar in our top five. I was thinking so- that the top five would be very similar, to be honest, just because it's like, I feel like those are the top five coaches. It's just what order do you put them in? So for me, five to one, I have Andy Reid number five. Ooh, Andy Reid number five. Okay. I have Andy Reid number five. I'm kind of curious as to how long he has coaching left. Like how many years he's going to be doing this still compared to like, like he's in his, like he's been doing this for 20 years. Like he he's he's I want to say in his late fifties, if not sixties. I remember last year too when he had that health scare after week three, week four. Yeah, I year? do. And, yeah, and no, I mean, he like, did have a little scare. I mean, I don't want to take that away from like what he's done and how you know incredible he is as a coach. I I would just be a little bit concerned about that if I was possibly hiring him. Um, but I mean, God, he's like him as well as like shout out Eric the enemy like those guys just know how to run an offense I agree and, and, and they just throw shit out there that like simple-minded folks like me cannot comprehend and, and, and it's just astounding um number four I have John Harbaugh so you and I both have Harbaugh yeah we're both good with Harbaugh um like fucking there's something to be said for just having consistency and just having like i don't know how to describe it but it's just you have like you just know what you are and you just know like what it is you do yeah like 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 year in year out there there's no oh shit there's no confusion i lost lost my uh, camera here but there's 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 no like with harbaugh there's no there's no mucking about like you, you are what you are. You know what you're getting into each and every year, and you know what the expectations are. Like that's just organizational stability that teams just would pray to have. I agree. We just we just love to have. Number three, I have Mike Tomlin. Mm, okay, okay. Because somehow, Mike Tomlin has never gone below 500 in his NFL Absolutely career. Absolutely insane. And that includes one year when Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges were his fucking starting quarterbacks, and they still managed to go 500. He, he managed to coach a locker room with Ben Roethlisberger, Le'Veon Bell, and Antonio Brown in the same locker room. I just, yeah. Like, <laughs> Give him his marbles. Yeah, absolutely. 
He, he would like. He's earned it. Absolutely earned it. Um, number two on my list is Bill Belichick. Because I, I, I have one guy on my list that I, I think is like the number one guy I would hire if I, if, if I like if he became available I would hire this guy. Belichick too. You don't need to say a lot about Belichick. Most the 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 greatest coach of all time. I I I think that's pretty clear. Like the resume is what it is. I don't I don't need to say a whole lot about Belichick. But number <laughs> one, if if this guy if he was available, I would sign him immediately, and it's Sean McVay. Okay. Because <laughs> Sean here's the thing. Sean McVay just is fucking so smart, so knowledgeable. He seems like a player's coach. He he trained like, and maybe I'm maybe I'm overhyping like what the Rams are now compared to what they were before. But they were nothing. The Rams were nothing when Jeff, Jeff Fisher was their head coach. That team was hot garbage. That team was going <laughs> eight and eight every year. And then when Sean McVay came in, came in, he made Jared Goff a Super Bowl quarterback. They didn't win, but he made Jared Goff a Super Bowl quarterback. And he's just given new life and new blood to the franchise and changed the way how we thought about the Ram going back to the greatest show on turf 20 years ago. And, and how, like, McVay just is the guy, I feel like, that's leading the charge on this. He's an innovator. Um, he, he's, yeah, he, he's young. Like, he, he could be doing this for another 30 years and no one would bat an eye. He, he's just so smart, so talented, so knowledgeable. He remembers everything. That dude remembers every goddamn thing. And, you know, they only talk about his stuff on the football field. Do you not think he would know, like, if one guy took one too many ice cream sandwiches from the freezer, like, on an off day? That dude would know that shit. That dude would, like, keep that in mind. Yeah, no, that is pretty insane. I, I saw that video as well when – they're just like, uh, oh, yeah, this play. And he's like, oh, yeah, that was against uh, this team. It was uh, this play. That was, against, yeah. that was against Washington in week six, and it was a sale route that went for a touchdown. It's yeah. like, Jesus fucking Christ. I, I, God damn it, I, I respect that. I don't like that you're in my division and you're beating my team on a consistent basis, but I respect it. <sighs> you, Yeah. That's why I have to go uh, McVay, uh, fucking number one. And, and it's a hot take, I'm sure, but I, I think he's the best coach in football. I don't know if he's the best, the best coach, but, like, McVay's S tier. Again, McVay is, like, in the top tier of coaches. In no, that's fair. Yeah. And, and guess what you just did? McVay you spoke did. your piece. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that fucking that's just the, the entire point of this podcast is me just ranting for. That's what this podcast is. It's just me ranting for like three minutes so that my parents don't have to hear it. That's, <laughs> that, that's what this. That's what this podcast is. Ian, um, shut the fuck up. <laughs> we get it, Ian. You like sports. Talk <laughs> yeah. to somebody else. Um, honorable mentions for me, by the way. Uh, I had Cliff Kingsbury as an honorable mention. Oh, uh, disgusting. Get out of here. Honorable mention. Again, 
You have to put the whole NFC West in there, huh? Yeah, because the NFC West is the best division of football. <laughs> Fuck Cliff Kingsbury. Fuck that guy. Um, honorable mention, big Dilf energy, Cliff Kingsbury. Um, Ron Rivera I have as an honorable mention. Yep. And, and I have Sean McDermott, Bill's coach, Sean McDermott as an honorable mention. Like, those guys were, like, outside of the top ten. Yeah, I'd put those two in there as yeah. well. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, I don't think it – I mean – Oh, that's why I wrote Sean McDermott. Probably. Oh, my God. I was thinking of the wrong Sean. Hey, there's a lot of Seans, man. If you like, even if you like pay attention to hockey coverage, there's like four Seans who cover hockey for the athletic. That's too so, many like, Seans. Too many Seans. Um, too many Seans. For 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 anybody listening to this, stop naming your kid Sean. There's too many Seans. <laughs> if right? your name is Sean, change your name. Change, yeah, exactly. Like, listen, please. Um, like, Sean White has the exception because Sean White is Sean White greatest yep. snowboarder of all time you get to keep sean but like sean white the kicker who is in the cfl you can change your name yeah <laughs> i think you he's the it. kicker for the lions so actually perfect you, you change that to, <laughs> change your name to michael you can change your name to michael and like michael white wow like michael white would anybody know the difference no not really no, um not. all right so top 10 nfl coaches uh, we're going to take a break, and then we're going to be doing uh, best and worst off-season for NFL teams. Stick around. Oh, I have one more. I have one more thing. Oh, yeah. Sorry. What do you, what do you have one more thing? Yeah. Andy Reid. So, Andy Reid is 64 years old. Okay, yes. Thank, and... thank, thank you for doing the research for this podcast that I didn't do. And he's also been coaching for as long as we've been alive. Yeah, he was with the he was when um when the he Eagles started coached. in 1999. Yeah, when he was with the he was like coaching the Eagles when they played the Pats in the 04 Super Bowl, right? Yep. Yeah, couldn't he was get, coaching from 1999 to 2012. Couldn't get over the hump with Donovan McNabb. <laughs> Poor guy. That's funny. It's a good thing he won that Super Bowl though, by the way. Yeah, no, it is. I'm pretty sure all of like the, all of like the things that he's won, the Super Bowls. I think he's been on like three Super Bowl teams. It says that he's only no. two-time Super Bowl champion. Oh, yeah. Okay, no, he's only yeah. No, it's only been twice. One that is assistant, and one as head coach. But both of his yeah. Super Bowls took place in Florida. Really weird. Is Andy Reid like the Florida man that we don't know about? He might be. He's like the weird one too. He doesn't give off Florida man vibes though. Like he definitely, Andy Reid definitely gives off. Maybe it's because he's been coaching in Kansas City for so long, but Andy Reid definitely gives off like Midwest vibes. Like just really, okay. like just really nice down to earth. Like he would invite you into your home or invite invite you into his home for a meal. That's yeah, the Andy Reid I, I I I know. Especially the Missouriness in him. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll take a break. We'll be right back. Uh, best and worst offseason coming up next. All right, we're back here. We're going to be talking about the best and worst NFL offseasons. Um, Hayden, I don't really care. Do you want to start this? Like, do you have a team, like, right off the bat that you really loved or despised uh, their offseason moves? 
Like, do you have oh, one yeah. that you're really? Do you have one that you're really outside of your own team? Let me. Let, I should have specified. Outside of your own team, do you have one that? Okay, you're well, really... fuck. I already had. I had my own team because <laughs> no, their offseason right, has right, been right, great. Right, no, fuck, fuck it. You you talk about your team. Talk about your team. I'll I'll say the three the three best teams that I think had the best offseason. Sure, sure. All right, we'll go we'll go non homerism first and second. Uh, firstly, I think who had the best offseason was the Chargers. Agreed. That's literally like the top team I have on my yeah. They have done so much. It's not like they've just thrown money all willy-nilly like the Jaguars have. They've actually gone out and gotten quality pieces. They've re-signed huge key pieces, and they've drafted well. They did everything that they needed to do, and it was just a solid 100 out of 100 offseason for them. I'm, I'm – like there's no there's no way around it for me in my opinion, uh, and then the second team, uh, in staying in that same division was the Raiders. Okay, I think, I think the I don't think the Raiders are going to be the best team in that division, which is shocking because I would take the Raiders over so many other teams in the NFC. Um, but signing Adams and pairing him back up with his college teammate, I think, is absolutely huge. I think not giving uh, Josh Jacobs his fifth-year option was also huge. They gave an extension out to Crosby, well-deserved. And Hunter Renfro, like, he picked it up, and I know he's already locked through or whatever because he's on, like, a, a deal. But, yeah, they've also, like, they've turned it around from what it was last year and how much of a shitter it was last year. Uh, Gruden's gone. No more drafting players uh, without looking into their backgrounds. <laughs> I hope. I pray. Are we, are, are, God, Josh are we McDaniels. Sure? Are we sure? Like, are we one hundred percent sure that? It oh, happen? please, dear God, Josh McDaniels, don't be a fuck up. Um, okay. and then number three, I I don't want to be a homer, but I mean, like, I looked at like so many other teams in the NFC, and like new orleans is just it's sitting at the top there like the fact that they didn't get watson was a big reason why i put them there because i'm not a i wasn't a fan of the watson sweepstakes and in my three least favorite teams you'll find out why but they signed uh as soon as sean payton leaves yeah that's tough that's tough but they stayed within the house they just basically said to dennis allen who is like one of the best defensive minds in the NFL right now. Like here, this is your your team now. Sean Payton even said Dennis Allen is should be the next head coach. Uh, Jameis Winston, yeah, people always like looking in the rearview mirror. Thirty for thirty. Uh, I don't think that's gonna be him. Look at what he did last year: fourteen touchdowns, three interceptions. Michael Thomas is coming back. Please, dear God. Uh, they drafted perfectly. They filled every position that they needed, uh, and they got so much more depth. Then they resign or they uh, brought in Tyron Matthew. They brought in Jarvis Landry. They just did everything they needed to do. And Jameis doesn't have to be Superman. He can just be Clark Kent, and that's that'll be good enough, you know. And uh, yeah, those are my top three teams. So. I'll go back to the charges here for a second. All righty. I love the JC Jackson signing. Yep. 
I love, I love Sebastian Joseph Day. He's like one of my like favorite underrated players in the league. Nose tackle. He doesn't have a lot of pass rushing moves. Like he doesn't have like a real like established swim move. He doesn't have a real established bull rush. But the dude is just a big space. Like he takes up a big space and he's just it's just a beast. He's and a I nose love, tackle, right? Nose tackle. I I just like I just like that signing for them. They traded for Khalil Mack, which love that. Yeah, and however you feel about Khalil Mack, like chances are he's still one of the better pass rushers in the NFL. Oh, easily. Like, like he, he's gonna work out well, I would think. Uh, they signed Bryce Callahan, who's had a bit of injury history, but it should you know corner depth. You can never have too many corners. With how yeah. receive with with how receiving and passing is in the NFL today, you can't have too many quarters. And Kendall, Kyle Van Noy, I really like Kyle Van Noy. I'm surpri- <laughs> like I'm surprised it didn't work out in, in in New England with him. Like he just seems like a smart linebacker who just seems like he just seems like he improves whatever defense he's on. Key role player right there. Key role player, and the char and the Chargers like yeah we'll take you, we'll sign you. We'll put, we'll put you in our line, uh, linebacker core. It's like, all right, perfect. Um, that minimum, easy. Easy. Um, especially for a team like the Chargers who are trying to win now and mm-hmm. have so much talent everywhere else. It's like, yeah, why not just add another role, like another role player? Makes total sense. Um, Vegas, I didn't, ha- I didn't have Vegas in my top three, but I had them as just like a team I like. Yep. Like, there, the Raiders could honestly finish last in the AFC West this past, like this upcoming year, and I would still take that roster over so many other rosters throughout the league. Like, it's ridiculous. It is. Um, um, another team I really liked was the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. Yep. They also had a great off season as well. Like. They somehow made the playoffs last year, so they didn't need to do a whole lot. Like there wasn't a whole lot that needed to be done, but it's like they signed Hassan Reddick, who I really like as an. Ed, I like, like that. I like that. They drafted Jordan Davis, and Jordan Davis, I stand Jordan Davis so hard. Like <laughs> big man, B, he is literally like the epitome of a, epitome of a BMOC. Like oh yeah, six eight three fifty. Nose tackle, like he's gonna replace Fletcher Cox whenever Fletcher Cox retires. Like they yeah, literally just draft, they they literally just drafted the next Fletcher Cox. Exactly. It's like, gonna be like, but they just fucking found a replacement for him, and when he retires, then he retires. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't have to worry about that. They drafted Nakobe Dean, who uh, kind of reminds me of uh, I'm gonna butcher his name, but you know J O K like Jeremiah. Owusu Koromoa. Uh, Koromoa who the Browns drafted in 2021 for Notre Dame, who just, like, just dropped, like, for whatever, like, injuries were an issue. But, like, like, I think they got him in the third round, so a really good value pick. And he's, like, people were saying he's arguably the best player on that Georgia defense from last year that won the national championship. So why not take a flyer on the best player in the third round? Like, I just Mm -hmm. think that's really good value, a really smart pick for Philadelphia. Um and then they signed James Bradbury to a one-year deal. Again, corner depth. I, I, 
Like the Eagles have never really had great corners over the last few years to be like in my opinion. Yeah, the one thing I don't get from that is what the fuck is New York doing? Like why are they oh, just total, making totally, totally great corners and then they're just like, Yeah, we're not gonna re-sign you. Why? Why aren't you re-signing them? Why? Yeah. <laughs> like we're gonna we're gonna well, we gotta pay Nate Soldier or whatever. You like we still have to pay off that. <sighs> it like it, it like I totally get what you're saying, where it's like awful asset management from the Giants, and that the Eagles are benefiting off of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the third team I want to mention here, kind of a, like, I kind of like it as like a low key off season for them though, the Cincinnati Bengals. Very low key, but yes, very still solid season for them. Like, like they franchise they trade they franchise tag Jesse Bates, probably their but best. I get that re-signed. Got to get that re-signed, but, like, you franchise him. He, he's your best de- defensive player. They sign Alex Kappa and Ted Karras to help improve that offensive line. That and Lyle like, Collins. And Lyle Collins to help improve that offensive line, which everybody knew was an issue last year. Mm-hmm. You could argue that was the reason they didn't win the Super Bowl last year. You could very much argue that that was. That, that, was, that was, like, the difference between, like, Winning the half losing. a second, half a second. You you could totally make that argument. Like Ted Karras, a guy like coming from New England, just really solid. He just seems like a really smart guy coming from the Belichick system. Solid addition. Lyle Collins is a bit of a um, high risk, high reward coming from the Cowboys. Like I I like if he's healthy and he stays on the field, I think it's a really good signing for them. Um, and then they all they also signed they also signed Hayden Hurst, tight end to replace um, CJ Uzmana or no Uzma Uzma Uzma, excuse me. Um, who that's a bit of a tough loss because he definitely gave the impression of like locker room glue guy within that. Yeah, team. he did honestly. Um, so I don't know if they're ever like replacing that, but maybe Hayden Hurst can replace the production, anyways. Yeah, he he wasn't really like a standout tight end, but he was more of like a mm, like a solid piece, I'd say. So yeah, exactly. Um, and knowing how fantasy football works, he's probably going to be in the top ten in fucking fantasy football with somewhere somehow. Some yeah, uh, and they also drafted Dax Hill, who is this versatile uh, uh defensive back from Michigan, who yep. was who it, like. I don't want to say poor man's like Kyle Hamilton, but he definitely gave the vibe of like this dude, we can just plug and play anywhere in the secondary and it'll work out. Um, yeah. Which, which just seems like a, a smart bet. Um, and then other teams. Yeah. Other teams I like, I'm not going to go too deep into them. I said Vegas. I like Detroit. Uh, I like Kansas cities. I like the, like Miami and the jets, whether that means anything for those two teams, I don't know, but I, 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 I like some of their moves. Um, yeah. Yeah, those were just the kind of those were the moves that kind of were just like you need to make these moves in my opinion. Yeah. You know, like I don't know specifically how Tyreek Hill is going to work out for Miami. I didn't personally like that signing. I'll be the first one to say it. I think I don't think Tua can support uh, more than three options here. You know, you got Kasiki, you got Hill, you got Waddle, and then you got this whole running back backfield. You know, like. There's so much to do with it, and like, I I have to say it, 
that one video that Miami put out of him underthrowing Tua. How are you going to put that out, man? How are you going to just like, yeah, this looks good, actually. Hey, you know, they probably just got new social media people. There's probably, they're still, you know, they're, 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 they're testing the water. No, but the thing about the Tyreek thing is that that's, I think, more of a, like, getting Tyreek is more about, like, Tua, here you go. You have a bunch of options. Don't fuck it up. Yeah, we're living. We're literally giving you what you need to do well. Um, if you can't, you can't. We're moving on. We're getting a different quarterback. No, definitely. Worst NFL off seasons. You take this one. You you go first this time. So I have the Jags as my like top. Like Jacksonville just throwing money at anybody who wants to come play for Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. I don't know that they really solved anything. Like. They overpaid for Christian Kirk. A hundred percent. They took Trayvon Walker first overall, who like Trayvon Walker is supposed to be like this fine player. I wouldn't have taken him first overall, but that's just me. I wouldn't have either. And they paid a lot for Brandon Scherf, which I get you like, you know, offensive line is so valuable in today's NFL, but they gave, they gave him a lot of money to come play for Jacksonville. And I'm not sure mm-hmm. if it's totally going to work. Um, and I get that there's a lot of pressure on Jacksonville with Trevor Lawrence being on a rookie deal. Like, you need him to do well. I don't know. Um, I still think they're the worst team in that division. Um, I mean, and that's even saying that's something with saying Houston. That's saying Houston, yeah. Yeah, like, I, I really I – I don't like the vibes. I don't like Jacksonville vibes. I don't that's, like Jacksonville vibes either. And I love Trevor Lawrence. Like, I really, I really like Lawrence. Like, I think Lawrence could be, like – a top 10 quarterback in this league if he just wasn't playing for the fucking Jags. Yep. Uh, it's a good thing Jevin's not on on the pod because I have New England as like <laughs> I have like a, like New England I have New England's offseason. I just don't totally get it. I sort of get it, but I don't get why. Like, so you take Cole Strange in the first round and for all I know, Cole Strange could be like a really really talented guard like i could be completely in the wrong here maybe belichick totally knows what he's doing maybe. but it sounds it sounds like everybody else had this guy going in like the second and third round max or highest second round second round like highest second round and mm-hmm. i'm being generous and new england takes him first round like that just does not seem like great value asset value whatsoever Mm-mm. they traded Shaq mason to the box and I know Shaq Mason has kind of jumped around a little bit in the NFL as a guard. But basically, basically you traded Shaq Mason and Cole Strange is going to replace Shaq Mason. Like, hmm. which I think is, it's, it's, it's not a bet I would make with a rookie quarterback like Mac Jones. And uh, I, second year quarterback, a, a, young, a young quarterback who's still trying to figure it out I would like I would rather have that veteran guard that I know is, is gonna be fine and that I can trust and that they can establish a, a, a connection together than this rookie coming from University of Tennessee Chattanooga who it just seems like a real unnecessary risk. Um, 
they let J.C. Jackson and Ted Karras walk. Like they let they let their best cornerback walk, and replace Jackson with Malcolm Butler, who, who unretires. Well, unretired, and like this dude had a bad like this guy left New England on not great terms. Like he didn't play in the Super Bowl against Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. But now you're all cool. Now you're all good. Yeah, but um, it's fine. They're gonna find another cornerback at Walmart and make him the next best thing it's fine it's fine um and then who's their best pass catcher i mean you gotta say Devonte parker now right like he's the most proven one out of all of them and if it's Devonte, like, pa- and if it's Devonte parker who's like a second or third option on miami yeah like i i just like yeah, no, it is tough. It is it, tough. I'll admit. It, but but and this this goes into my next team that I have, where it's just like this team like it's coming off a ten win really successful season. I don't understand some of these moves. That's all. I don't either. Finally, I have the Washington Commanders. The Manders. The Manders for a team. Last year, like, Jevin and I were really hyping up of, like, yeah, this team's got a really good defense. You know, if they can figure it out with Fitzmagic at, you know, a cornerback, like, if they can figure out the offense, this team can win a division possibly, right? Like, they like they, they can, they can, like, coming off the playoffs the year before that, where it's just like, you know, this team can figure it out. This, this, this team has the pieces. Instead, this year, they have potential. And they had a really weird year last year where the Fitzmagic thing didn't work out. Uh, Chase Young towards ACL in, like, November. So, like, the season mm-hmm. was kind of a write-off. This offseason, they trade assets for Carson Wentz. They trade with your Saints in the first round of the draft, and they draft uh, Jahan Dotson, who mm-hmm. is, like, a fine receiver. Not what they really need, but like coming out of Penn State. Coming out of Penn State, smaller guy. I mean, he's coming from Penn State, so he'll be used to playing for a shitty quarterback. <laughs> but they didn't really make any significant free agent signings either. Like I think Bobby McLean was like, and, and maybe um, they drafted another offensive lineman, but like they didn't really do anything. Like. They didn't really do anything, and the moves they did make weren't really inspiring. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I definitely. Did. Their biggest and, and, splash was Carson Wentz, and it's like, oh, that's – congratulations. <laughs> yeah, like, all, like, you won the Carson Wentz sweepstakes. Like, of course, everybody was looking to get Carson Wentz this offseason, and everybody was looking to give up a third rounder to do so. Like – Two. Two third rounders, like two third rounders. Come on, Ian. Come on. Don't you know like, Carson Wentz's price now? <laughs> that's just what frustrates me is that this was a team last year, like a year ago, who I was like, you could have convinced me this team was heading in the right direction, heading in the right direction. And now a year later, it's like this feels like the same old Washington football, you know, Washington mm-hmm. team. Different name, different jerseys. It still feels like the same. Still feels like the same team. No, I, still, I agree. 
Um, worst NFL offseason for you? All right. So this goes down uh, from like bottom three to like worst team. Mine okay. was in no particular order. Like mine was just like teams who are like, I didn't like that offseason. This one's kind of in a particular order, but it's going from like third worst to like first worst. Okay. So out of high one, the Packers. Ooh. Yeah, the Packers. I I didn't like their offseason. You know, I uh it's hard to like to really say it's their fault, but like we see this every year. Aaron Rodgers just gets fucking pissed like he wants more tools he wants more people to play with and every year it's like a big letdown like christian watson he might be you know the next the next best thing and if he is great i'm not really taking a chance on it though because you lost Devonte adams and it wasn't even over money so that just shows that it's somewhere in the organization or he just really loves Derek carr which could honestly be the truth too. But I feel like he's just like tired of fucking A, playing in the cold. Yeah. And then B, losing every fucking year. Like, what is it with Rodgers and the NFC playoffs? You know, like this, this, I was going to say, this might be like really simple, but like there is a difference between living in Las Vegas compared to living in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Oh, 100%. <laughs> like I'm, I'm not saying that's the reason why Devonte Adams left, but like I, it might be just like something like that on a day to day basis. Could be, honestly, very much could be. And so, yeah, losing out on them, and then now they're gonna have to start a whole new offense because Nathaniel Hackett's gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't really make like any big free agent signings over on the defense, at least to my recollection. They re-signed Alexander. And this is one, okay, like, the hype around Jair Alexander, like, yeah, he's he's good. But, like, yeah, I'm still taking Ramsey over Alexander. Yeah. Ramsey totally. plays way more aggressive and a way better style against than any other corner, in my opinion. And I, like, there's some hot takes about Jair Alexander, like, that I could just go off about like a lot of those PFF stats that I see, I'm like, just because he gets a lot of pass breakups doesn't make him good. <laughs> it just means he recovers well. That means he got burnt somewhere. Like, yeah, I, lo- I love when PFF does that or something. Cause it's like, Oh yeah, it makes this guy seem really good. And then it's just like, he's not that good. He just gets lucky or he recovers well. So yeah, that's, who, that's the who, Packers. Listen, I, I know I shouldn't, but I, I do want to have, like, my PFF, like, beef where it's just, like, do you remember, do you remember when they, I, I think this was, like, during, I think, yeah, this was the Jets when they, like, drafted Brees Hall, who was, like, their second round line, or second round running back from, like, Iowa State, and, like, the, like, PFF posted a graphic of, like, Zach Wilson, Brees Hall, whoever was, and, and it's just, like, who is stopping this team? And it's just like, oh, shiver me timbers. The oh Jets God. offense. I'm really scared of the Jets offense. A bunch of unproven second-year guys. Like, congratulations. Who's stopping them? The Bills. <laughs> the Patriots, probably. The Patriots. I just, I just shout like, on the Patriots. And like... the Dolphins. Like, all three of them could easily do that, I feel. Yeah, no. PFF, man. It, 
they piss me off sometimes. Um, uh, Packers. I and actually the Packers, like I didn't mind their like first round draft picks because they think they took two players from like Georgia the defense. on the defensive yeah. side, which was like that Georgia defense was really good last year in college football. But it was you know, no, it it definitely was, and I won't hate on it for that. But I mean, they're rookies, you know, like the 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 rookies who are expected to win now with the Packers. Like, that's a, it's a big ask for those Exactly. Guys. And the best rookie defensive player that I've seen that is going to make that big of an in- impact is Micah Parsons. Yeah. There's no, there's been no other defensive rookie that I've seen. And I've been like, wow. Like, Chase Young, he was good, but he wasn't Micah Parsons. Like, yeah. Micah Parsons is fucking different. So, you show me that, okay, congratulations, there we go. <laughs> but, uh, so, 31st uh, overall team, uh, the Browns. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't include the Browns. Um, I, I but, have but, to but I, I didn't include the Browns, but, like, we, we kind of have to talk about the Deshaun Watson thing, because, like, that's really, like, what the fuck are you doing if you're Cleveland? Oh, I know. And I know we talked about this on Jeff's podcast, but like giving out, you know, that much money guaranteed, I think, I think that's just absolutely absurd. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's so much risk in it and you gave up so much for him. And if this 24th lawsuit ends up fucking him, I will be like, I, I don't know. Like somehow I will actually be thanking Goodell for, for this, because this is insane. This is disgusting now. Yeah. And hearing about all the reports with Houston and how they gave him rooms and NDAs, but they didn't know exactly what it was for. Like they're not going to go out there and be a parent to you. Like, it's just, it's just weird. It's just, yeah, they gave up so much for Watson. They have like no future. And no. Oh no, the future is now. Like it's the literally... future is now. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to have to go for it. And if he gets suspended for, you know, this year, six games, 16 games or uh, 17 games or 34 games um, then count it as a fat L for the five years that you're paying him because yeah, no, it's, it's fucking stupid. And then the last team I hear I have is the giants. Yeah. The giants, they drafted another receiver. So now they have two first round overall receivers Kenny Galladay and Sterling Shepard. They got and... Thibodeau. They got Thibodeau. Oh yeah, and they also got Kayvon Thibodeau. But that you know, like <sighs> they have so many options, and they just went in like the complete fucking wrong direction, in my opinion. The issue I have with the Giants, it's like, okay, but what are you? Like, what's your identity? Yeah, like, right? Like, they have no identity. Like, like, and I know they got Brian Dable, former Bills offensive coordinator. So you would think it's like, okay, offense. We're going to do, we're going to be really good at offense. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, your quarterback sucks. Yeah. Like, your quarterback stinks. You, you got zero touchdowns from Kenny Galladay last year. Mm-hmm. You got Kadarius Tony, who, you know, there's rumors that you guys are trying to move him because you like you had him for a year and you don't like him. 
Mm-hmm. And it, and Kadarius Tony, like he had some bright moments last year, but he's gadget guy. Like he runs jet sweeps. Well, like whenever he has the ball in his hands, it like I'm not saying he's not he's Tyree Kill, but like holy fuck, like he moves like he's Tyree yeah. Kill sometimes. Like he like he he like he's not a bad receiver. He's not a bad playmaker. No. But that requires you to get the ball into his hands. And Daniel Jones sucks at getting the ball into other people's hands outside of a handoff to Saquon if Saquon's healthy. Yep. And and then if Saquon's not healthy, then you're handing it off to Devontae Booker, and Devontae Booker is going for, you know, 1.8 yards. And it's just like, that's not good enough. I'm sorry. No, it's not. It's, it's absolutely absurd. And we talked about it with the Bradbury release. Yeah, and, and the like, Bradbury release too, yeah. And it's just like, so what are you? Like, what do you, like, what do you do? What what exactly are you trying to accomplish here? Maybe yeah, it'll be no, different. It's, it's tough. Maybe it'll be different now that Gettleman's gone. But it's like, I don't know what you like. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, Gettleman. Yeah, I was like, don't you mean? Um, oh, now I'm forgetting his name. Coughlin. But yes. No, no, not Coughlin. <laughs> Gettleman, the GM. Uh, fuck the Patriots guy, who's now like the special teams guy. Oh, oh Joe Judge. Joe Judge. Joe Judge. Yes. And, oh my and god. Like, and like, no offense too to that. Like, I don't know Joe Judge. Like Joe Judge could be like one of the cool, like nicest guys, whatever. But like, that's kind of what you get when you hire a special teams guy. Yep. Yeah, like, it is. You you kind of just get this like, we're not really great at offense. We're not really, really great at defense. And then special teams, like, who the fuck? Like, you're only playing you're, – you're playing special teams less than a third of the time anyways. It's just brutal, man. Um, I don't really get it. Um, yeah, but that's, that's my, like, worst team this year. Um, other teams – I mean, the Russell Wilson trade, like – I don't know. That feels like a deal that could on like. That feels like a deal that probably, maybe Seattle benefits from like in the long term, but like maybe like neither one of the teams really. What if it's a trade nobody benefits from? Yeah, not really, honestly, right? Like, what if it's a trade? Like, do we think the Broncos are like? I don't think the Broncos are a playoff team in that division. Uh, I mean, it's hard to say. It's so hard to say if they are or not. It depends on what Russell Wilson you're getting. Because yeah. if you're getting like second half 2021 Russell Wilson, yeah. Yeah, if you're getting first half Russell Wilson of any season, that's pretty fucking good. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah. And like, even so, like, I don't even think, like, no offense to Jerry Judy and like Court, Cortland Sutton and the boys, but like, they're not DK and Tyler Lockett. No, they're. But honestly, like, I think you put. If uh, no, it's so hard because they're so different with every, with every uh, receiver in that room. In my opinion, God, that's so fucking tough. And like, I think Nathaniel Hackett is like, 
I think he's a fine coach. I think he is too. Like, I don't know if he's great. Like, he, he was somebody who got fired by Jacksonville. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm curious. I'm interested. I don't know. I, I, I really, like, like, I'm not going to be that guy who says, like, Seattle's going to, like, win more games than Denver is. Like, I'm not going to be that guy, but it's just, like, uh, I'm trying to be realistic about it all, and I, I, and I really don't know. Yeah, we'll have to see how she goes with everything, honestly. And then from the Seattle perspective, I thought they actually didn't draft that badly. I don't think they drafted that badly either. The Kenneth Walker pick was surprising. I mean, surprise, like, surprising as if, like, Seattle hasn't taken a running back, like, high before. But Never. No. Um, shout out Rash- Rashad Penny if you're listening. But... <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I like this feels like a retooling for Seattle, and honestly, it just feels like they're a quarterback away. Like, if Seattle went and got Baker Mayfield, like if Seattle did Mayfield for Lock straight across, I'd be down. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think Cleveland would take that. But Cleveland doesn't have any leverage. They don't know, but it's like, like you're not getting anything from Locke. He's not going to overtake Deshaun. No, I know, but like, and if... Baker Mayfield's worth way more than Drew Locke. Oh, totally. I it's just from the perspective of, like the Browns have no leverage because they fucked themselves by like getting Deshaun and then giving him that contract. It's like okay, you have this Baker Mayfield contract and this Baker Mayfield asset that you're not doing anything with. Um, what are we fucking doing here? Yeah, you are very right, yeah. Um, anybody else that you really, like, I don't know if there's anybody else. Like, Baltimore, I really like their draft. I like I like Kyle Ham- Hamilton, Tyler Linderbaum. Yep, um, I like them. I'm not totally sold on Kenny Pickett to Pittsburgh. I'm not either. But, you know, you just got to see how that plays out. Like, I think the story's cool. I just don't know about the actual, like, player. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know what you mean. Like, Minnesota just feels very average and very, like, irrelevant. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm trying to think if there's any other team that really, like, stood out to me or real like the cowboys didn't really do anything exciting um yeah i mean like indianapolis is also a weird team too because they got matt ryan and i don't know that i'm totally sold on matt ryan in indianapolis they're definitely like a win now mode too oh totally i just don't know about like matt ryan the quarterback yeah, no, I don't. I don't know either. But I mean, I feel like for what they were looking for, it was probably the best decision, or probably not the best decision, but best replacement. I'd say. I would rather do the Matt Ryan deal than the Carson Wentz deal. A hundred and ten percent every yeah. day of my life. Yeah. <laughs> um. The Bills didn't really do anything. Like, I don't think anybody really like. 
I think most smart teams kind of know what they're doing. And it's the dumb teams like Cleveland who like go out of, and even Cleveland, like I'm not saying this makes up for the Deshaun Watson deal, but like, I like the Amari Cooper trade. Yeah. Like, that like, one was so weird to me. I don't understand how they just got him for like fucking, what do you even say? They got him for just cheap. They got him for they cheap. Got, yeah. They got him for cheap. And it's just like, that seems like, a. I mean, seems like a bit of a waste for dallas but it also seems like at the same time it's like okay we're relying on cd cd lamb and um uh, michael gallup more which i mean fair enough i think they're two really good receivers mm-hmm. but yeah i mean for from cleveland's perspective it's like that doesn't make up for any of the deshaun watson thing mm-hmm. uh it just seems like cooper is a you know a, a good replacement for landry and Odell, I guess. I would say more for Odell. Well, even Odell is, like, having kind of talks coming back to Cleveland. So, who knows, man? Like, who knows? That would be fucked. Um, okay, be we're going to take one more break here. Uh, we're going to do uh, a, a couple um, would-you-rathers, and we've got a couple mailbag questions, or one mailbag question. doesn't matter. Uh, we'll be right back, and then we'll, uh, we'll wrap up the pod here. Okay. Uh, Hayden. I'm gonna do the mailbag question. I think we only have one mailbag question. So I'll just I'll just get that out of the way here, quick before Ready? my phone di- before my phone dies. <laughs> um, all right, uh, friend of the pod, Huddy Math on Instagram. Uh, Eagles made some crazy pickups this offseason. They got a chance at the chip? Question mark. Do you think the Eagles have a chance at the Super Bowl this year? Question mark. I think it all depends with Jalen Hurts. Hurts yeah. is the is the make or break for the Eagles here. Um, I like the AJ Brown move, but in a sense, it's not going to really add a value to their team. It's just going to add another option. Um, it also depends on whether or not their defense is going to be a great defense. If they get involved in a shootout, I'm taking whoever the other team is in the shootout. Uh, I don't think Jalen Hurts, I I don't think he has that sort of spark in him or like that playmaking ability in him to like do the big throws. He'll run for 20 yards, but if the defense doesn't give him the running lane, I don't think so. It's it's weird because like this definitely feels make or break for Jalen Hurts. I don't want to say that, but I kind of agree. Like this kind like it's it's interesting with Hurts because like I I was like I was never a big Jalen Hurts guy. Like I remember when he was at Alabama and it's just like oh this guy is like not a deep thrower. Like he's just a quick pass, you know, run the ball like that's kind of who he is then he went to oklahoma and he threw for like five thousand yards at oklahoma it's like well fuck i look like an idiot now don't i mm-hmm. and he's in philadelphia and he's really valuable in the sense that how do i put this he can run and pass which is kind of where quarterback like quarterbacking is heading today like you got to have some versatility some ability to create plays outside of the pocket which i think hurts can do but he's also not great at making plays in the pocket. Yeah. Uh, he's got a really good receiving core now with the addition of A.J. Brown. 
got Devontae Smith opposite him. He's kind of like Tua in that he has the option to succeed. It's just a matter of can he do it? Can can it work out? Can it all come together? Um, and maybe this is like the Eagles team that went that went and won the Super Bowl a few years ago because that team was not expected to, you know, make the like it was kind of like a they were kind of a wild card team if I remember to make the playoffs even. Mm-hmm. Like they were kind of like a dark horse coming off the year before of like a really rough uh, Wentz rookie year. And then Wentz had a really good sophomore year. Maybe Hurts has a really good sophomore year. And, you know, the Eagles go. Isn't this his junior year? Is this his third year? Yeah. Might be his third year. Maybe yeah, it's, it is his it's third sec- year. Second full year starting. There you go. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, whatever year we're in, things have kind of changed over the last few years. Um, with um, with Hurts, maybe the Eagles go eleven and six. They got like we talked about earlier, some good pieces on defense. Maybe they're the best team in their division. They have a kind of an easier division with the Giants and the Reds. Uh, not Redskins. I was about to say Redskins. Commanders again. Whatever year we're living in, team formerly known as Redskins. Like, I like the Eagles. I want Jalen Hurts to do well. I want the Eagles to do well. I just don't know if it's gonna happen. Um, yeah. Although if you're, if you're like, if you're somebody who likes to gamble like a little bit on Super Bowl champions, I think the Eagles, I'd have to take a look at like whatever DraftKings has, but like the Eagles seem like a pretty decent, like value bet to win the Super Bowl. I'll look it up right now. There you go. Um, Hayden's doing all the research for this pod. Uh, so there you go. Uh, Hudson, let's see about the Eagles. Um, I mean, like, I want them to do well. They're a cool team. They got fun pieces on that team. I listen. We stand Jordan Davis. This is a Jordan Davis stand podcast. All right. Like, let's let's make one thing clear. Is there running back Boston Scott still? Well, there's Miles Sanders and Boston Scott, isn't there? And and uh, Kenneth Gainwell. Sure. Kenneth Gainwell is like that guy who's like on the waiver wire every week. And it's just like, do I want to waste a roster spot on him for his like three and a half points that he posts every week? And it's just like, yeah, maybe, maybe not. (laughs) And then he, well, then he goes like 15.8 against like the chargers one Sunday afternoon. It's like, God fucking damn it. I knew I should have put Kenneth Gainwell in the starting lineup. Um, I think that's another thing with the Eagles is that the you know they I I think it's kind of bad juju if you have like a maybe not a star player but like a, a, a valuable player a player of importance with the name of another city if that makes sense yeah no that um, kind of makes sense like Dallas Goddard too is kind of like bad juju I feel like like I like Dallas Goddard the tight end. But it's like you can't have Dallas Goddard on the Eagles and Boston Scott. Like you kind of have like I might be talking out of my ass here, but I feel like there's something. <laughs> Maybe. So I'm looking up the odds. Philadelphia yeah. plus twenty five hundred. So twenty five to one. That seems like a pretty good, um, pretty good value bet. I would. New think. Orleans fifty to one. I would smash mm. that fifty to one. Mm. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you two odds, okay? Okay. 
this is part of the this is part of the would you rather by the way we're starting that segment now would you rather there we go yeah okay would you rather have the plus plus 3500 odds or would you rather have the plus 10,000 odds and i'll tell you who the teams are after so the plus 3500 odds or the plus 10,000 odds yeah see this feels like this feels like a trick question <laughs> I'll, 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 i would probably uh honestly i would probably i think i would probably put like the same amount, a small amount on each, but I would probably go with like the third. I would have more confidence with the 3,500 plus 3,500 team. All right. Well, you're taking the Arizona Cardinals. To- <laughs> Fuck. Not happening. It's fine. The 10,000 would have been the Panthers. So. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. I would rather, I would rather have my money. Listen, at least I know with the Cardinals, I have like a quarterback head coach that I can, I, I can live with. Uh, there, it's still a god awful one, in my opinion. It's better than Matt Rule in insert player here. Yeah, facts. So my would you rather? I'm gonna do a player. Would you rather? Okay. okay. Team building. You need a star running back. Yeah. Would you rather have Jonathan Taylor as your starting running back, or Nick Chubb? Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Okay. Oh my God, that that was that's too easy. That guy is that too easy? Okay. I, I, yeah. I, I, okay. I just wanted I wanted to you know. Would Start you rather have? Small. Would you rather have like Alvin Kamara over both of those guys? No, Jonathan Taylor. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, Jonathan Taylor is like the best pure runner. So fluent with pass catching, like. Yeah, he and he's young. I think he's younger than us. And that's the yeah, I'll switch it up right now, but I'm pretty sure he's he's younger than us, and it's scary. Fuck. Okay. Jonathan Taylor. Oh, okay. He's older than wait, you're born in ninety-nine, right? November ninety-nine. November? Okay, yeah, he's born January nineteenth, nineteen ninety-nine. So he's the same age as us, actually. <laughs> Isn't it funny how like shit like Jeez. that works? Like, like yeah. I also found out Jordan Davis is a two thousands baby. Oh yeah, no, like Jordan Davis, like far like far surpasses me as a man, and he's born in oh, the yeah. year two thousand. Oh yeah, that's so, just insane. So Jesus Christ. With that being said, I don't know if you have another would you rather. I do. Okay, you, you go ahead then. We'll, 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 we'll play tennis here. We'll, we'll go back and forth here. You, all you right, all ahead. right. <laughs> you ready for this one? Sure. Jimmy Graham or Luke Wilson? And I have, like, right now? Uh, well, fuck. Luke Wilson's retired, so no, we'll have to say like, kind of in prime. Well, not even in prime. It's five years ago. Five years ago. 
I think five years ago, I was uh, I was in grade eleven, and you know, was really high on the Seahawks then too. Um, uh, I'd probably go Jimmy Graham, but like over Super Bowl winner Luke Wilson. Well, the other, so I don't know if you would know this, but like, I'm trying to think of what year it was. It might have been 2017. So, like, the same year that um, – do you remember the year when Seattle was at Arizona on a Thursday night and Russell Wilson, like, had, like, the double spin play that he threw – then he threw the ball up to Doug Baldwin and Bud Baldwin almost ran it in for a touch. Do you remember that play? The double spin? No. Where Wilson was scrambling and he, like – he spun out of, like – Oh, uh, the Arizona one, right? Yeah. 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 So, so that year, they did a thing called Techno Thursday. Yeah, I okay, yeah, I know exactly what you're. Yeah, and and like there's a video that I was like, I was hype on for like two days, and like was it I Graham like getting the box and putting it around getting the box the on the it's on it's on the practice field and they're like <laughs> doing all the music and whatever. I think I missed doing French homework because I was too enthralled with this video. I think I just said, sorry, Madame Cormac, I'm not doing any French because this video is too cool and I'm too hyped for this. But like that, that's like peak, that's peak like Super Bowl, post Super Bowl losing um, Seahawks fandom. It's Techno Thursday with um, Jimmy Graham, Luke Wilson, Tanner McAvoy. Who, if you don't know Tanner McAvoy, yeah, I remember Tanner McAvoy. I was he on the Saints too for a little bit, maybe. Yeah, he. Uh, no, 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 not the Saints. No, I think he scored a touchdown against the Saints. I think he maybe. might have scored. A, he might have scored a touchdown against the Saints. Point it. I'm really like, I'm really like plummeting new depths here by ta- talking about Tanner McAvoy on the podcast, but. <laughs> Hit McAvoy, Jimmy Graham, Luke Wilson, Justin Britt, I want to say, offensive lineman too, might have also got involved. I'm trying to think of like the other tight end actually might have been Nick Vanette. Nick Vanette. I think it might have been like the oh, other well, tight Nick end. Nick Vanette is on the Saints now too. Yes. Speaking of that dude's a big bot. Like that, like that's a grown man. Nick Vanette is a grown man. Like that. Oh, that, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, he is. So, to get back to the original point, uh, the original question, um, uh, I take Jimmy Graham. In 2017, I would take Jimmy Graham over Luke Wilson. Shout out Canadian Luke Wilson, by the way. Yeah, Canadian. Yeah, wow. Um, which is like a point of emphasis they make like every time he's on like a TSN show is like, yeah, Luke Wilson from Ontario. Um. <laughs> Okay. I got one more would you rather, but I could probably right. come up with another one if 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 you, if you want. Um Would you rather? And this might be easy to you. I don't know. I I just want to do like some kind of fun. This is kind of where we bullshit at the end of the podcast, but it's like would you rather um if you were a player would you rather sign a five-year contract and it has to be five years, no more, no less, 
five-year deal with the Seattle Seahawks at whatever position or the Detroit Lions. Jesus Christ, man. That's a tough decision. I know. <laughs> um, oh, you thought, you, you, thought you, you thought you were getting easy one. You thought you were getting easy ones like player comps, and it's actually like, no, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge you a little bit here. Five years. With, the, uh, with either the Seahawks or the Lions. <laughs> Fuck. Um. God, I gotta look at future now. Um. Give me to the Lions. Okay. Give me, give me, make me be their quarterback. I'll take over Jared Goff. (laughs) I think, I think it really depends on like how you feel about each team's like situation right now. Where it's like, I like Dan Campbell. I, I think, yeah, yeah. I think Dan Campbell is the one that pushes me over the top because. In my opinion, they're both like two like kind of bottom tier franchises right now, but like the coach at least is like a fucking A plus plus, and where Pete Carroll's just kind of like that. Fuck, I don't care about analytics. Run the ball. <laughs> no, I listen, dude. I mean, what's wrong with run, run, pass, and then it's not predictable and... enough. No, it isn't. Um. I was gonna say I don't even know if Pete's gonna be coaching in five years, so like I can I kind of I I I I respect that. Yeah, I respect that. Um, do you have any more? Would you rather? I don't have I don't have any more. I just had like those two or like just fun ones I thought we could add at the end here. All right, I I got one. Just one okay. one more quick one. One more quick sure, one, then we'll get sure. out. Of here. Okay. Would you rather in a twenty year career? Would you yes. rather win one Super Bowl or would you rather win or one Super Bowl, no accolades, maybe offensive player of the year once? Or would you rather win like MVP like eight times? And would you rather get to the deep playoff runs but never win a Super Bowl? I and ra- like have all the great statistics. I would rather win the Super Bowl. Really? Okay. I, I would like I know they do those like, would you rather be the fringe player who wins the championships or like the stars who doesn't win a championship? And it's just like I'd rather win the championship. Cause I think in in the end, I don't know why, but I always go to like a Hall of Fame game. And it's just like the Hall of Fame is is football Hall of Fame is weird, but like not weird, but it, it's not quite other ones where it's just like in football, you got to have your moments because you play, you don't play like there are only so many opportunities you step on the field in football. Mm-hmm. You need to have your moments that people like, what do they remember you most by? I agree. And like the Super Bowl is an easy moment of like people can remember you winning a Super Bowl. No, that's totally fair. And I don't know if, like, I mean, eight MVPs, I'm sure you're going to be a Hall of Famer anyways, just purely from eight MVPs. Like, you know. probably. Dan Marino-type beat over here. But, like, yeah, 
I I don't know. I I, I would rather I, and I would rather win the I would rather win the Super Bowl. I'd rather win the championship, no accolades, um, and just you know not necessarily being carried, but like I'd rather win it all. Fair enough. All right. Um, I'll give you I'll give you um, I don't know five ten minutes here to talk about the CFL. Give us your like CFL <laughs> preview for the twenty twenty two season. Okay, uh, very quickly, very, very easy here. Uh, the CFL season, uh, I know a lot of Canadians don't even know about the CFL. Um, it's our best football uh, that we have to offer. Um, I'm excited this year. I really, really think that the BC Lions have a solid shot at um, winning the Grey Cup this year. Uh, they have fairly a fairly like decent roster everywhere uh it's questions at the quarterback but he is a canadian quarterback which makes it all the more special uh the favorite that i'd have to say is probably going to be saskatchewan or winnipeg even though winnipeg won it last year actually no it's it's either probably going to be saskatchewan or hamilton I'd say to win uh, this year, Montreal, uh, they almost upset Calgary in Calgary and Calgary's usually a wagon, but I'm excited to get out to a couple of Lions games or two, you know, they're going to be pretty fun. They had new ownership come in last year and the whole area of the Lions is totally revamped and yeah, it's, it's going to be a good season. So for bandwagon, like, I'm probably not going to pay like I I I'm going to be paying my my respects to the manners and I'm a baseball guy uh cuz I'm that gullible guy who's rooting for the Seattle Manners this off season. Of course. Um, yeah. Who's a who's a team who, who's the team that if people are getting into the CFL or they want to get into the CFL, who should team who should people bandwagon for? What team should people be bandwagoning? is it the lions is it you should make it you should make it the lions okay that way you're not just gonna be a bandwagoner like a terrible bandwagoner you're not gonna be an obvious bandwagoner like when people exactly when like people for for lack of a better example for like people who were bandwagoning for the patriots for like years oh 100 percent like like you're 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 being creative in your bandwagon Yes, I agree. And this way, yeah, if if you bandwagon Winnipeg, you'd be just coming off the fall off. If you bandwagon Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan always seems to kind of be there, but they can never get it done. Uh, Hamilton, uh, they're like the best East team, mostly because all the other East teams suck. Uh, a fun team, too, would have been to root for would be Ottawa. Because Ottawa's really good, like their first couple of seasons, but now they've kind of sucked. But yeah, no, BC, it's it's like the hometown team. Going to a game is just it's so fun, man. I I love going to Lions games. They're so fun. Did I, have I ever told you about the last time? God, I can't remember what year. It might have been twenty summer twenty eighteen, summer twenty nineteen. Last time I went to a Lions game, pre COVID. Yep. I went by myself because, you know, um, I'm that guy. I'm, I don't have, you know, 
I'm that guy. You're that guy, uh, pal. I'm that guy, pal. Literally, like in Jevin's podcast. I'm that guy, pal. And I went by myself, paid whatever cheap seat, and they were playing Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. And for three quarters, the Lions were just getting their teeth kicked in. Like it wasn't even, it wasn't even close. Like there was like, fuck, this team's not, you know, this team's not going to win it. This team, this team, this is not happening. And I left because I, you know, I had to take this guy train home and whatever. And this was like, wasn't going anywhere afterwards. Mm-hmm. I was going back to my dad's in Burnaby. It's just like, fuck, I just, I'll just go home. Like, yep. I don't, I'm not here with anybody. I, I don't, I don't have the commitment. I don't have the commitment to stay. I, I probably should have, but I didn't. And by the time, by the, I can't remember what the score was, but like the lines were losing. You said it was 2019? 2018 or 2019. And it was in June? I can't remember what, it was in like in the summer, but I, they were playing Winnipeg. It was Winnipeg at home one summer before COVID. From and, and by the time I got home, like by the time I left the stadium, got on the SkyTrain, went back to Burnaby to get back to my dad, as I'm walking in through the door, he has the game on and he sees the line. Like I see the Lions kicking the game winning field goal with no time on the clock against Winnipeg. Dude, I have like one of the exact same fucking stories, man. And I, I know exactly what you mean. It's such a piss off. I went to a game with my brother-in-law and my dad, and it was against Hamilton, again, pre-COVID. And I know it because I told it at his, wedding, at his wedding, at my dad's wedding. I thought it was the funniest shit ever. And literally the exact same scenario. It was the Lions were down by two touchdowns, man. Two touchdowns, right? In the fourth quarter with like four minutes to go, my dad was like, oh, fuck it. Let's fucking leave. Like, we're not going anywhere. But my brother-in-law and I, we were like, no, like we got to stay. Like, anything can happen. He's like, no, I want to beat the traffic. I, I just, I do. I want to go home. So we're like, okay. So we're on the SkyTrain. And my dad's like, to my brother-in-law, he's like, look up a score. Look it up, right? And my brother-in-law was like, they're tied. And my dad was like, you're fucking joking. What? And he's like, yeah, they're tied. And then um, it ended up going into overtime and we threw the game-winning touchdown pass. It was a touchdown pass to Brian Burnham, like the BC Lions best receiver right now. And it was just like, oh my God, dad, you made us miss like three (laughs) scores in like 20 minutes. Dude, it it was awful. I hated it. But it was such a great game. Such a great game. The the other, uh, I think the last, well, the game before that one that I went to that was the Lions was the first game after the Reno at BC Place. Ooh. I went to the, uh, they were playing Edmonton. And I was, that was like when I was still in school and like I was living in Squamish and my mom had to like drive me down because uh, I think they, I, I think they actually won these tickets in like a silent, silent auction, mm-hmm. and so my mom drove me down for the night, and we had to leave after the third quarter to get back to Squamish because I think I had school that day or whatever or the next day, which was which was kind of a piss off, but like 
that was another cool story because um, the whole TSN crew was there, like the Dave Randorfs, um, Chris Schultz. All right, it's Chris. No, Chris Schultz is. Uh, he's dead now. He's dead now. Yeah, R.I.P. Chris yeah. Schultz. Um, uh, Milt Stegall and Milt Stegall. And who's the other guy that I'm I'm missing? Anyways, the point is, um, I got there early enough where I got those guys to like all sign my ticket. Mm -hmm. Like that was like, I got all their autographs on my ticket of like, you know, first game in the new beefy place, but that's sick. But security had to move me because apparently I was ruining something or I was in the way or what, like security moved me so that I didn't actually get my ticket back from those guys that, that were signing it, which was like bad in itself. But also, I didn't have my ticket, so I don't even know where I was sitting. I was just a little kid who just went down and like try and get their autograph, and now I have no idea where I'm sitting. So, That's brutal. So eventually, I figured it out, and then eventually, like they they uh, got me my my ticket back because they knew like, hey, the person sitting in like two seventeen row, whatever, whatever, like here's your ticket, and it was a cool experience because it was uh yeah, Bill Stegall, uh Chris Schultz. Dave Randorf and I'm trying to think of who the fourth oh um who's that former quarterback Matt Dunnigan Matt Dunnigan Matt that Dunnigan yes that, that's who it would would have been um all those guys signed my ticket great experience great night and I have that ticket somewhere probably at my grandparents place but yeah. that's my that those are my uh two recent CFL uh stories that I have <laughs> um so in case uh, you know, in case you skipped ahead, uh, basically, uh, bandwagon for the Lions. Saskatchewan would be your Grey Cup pick. Probably. Probably Saskatchewan is Winnipeg part of the West now. Yeah, they're part of the West, but if they do bad enough, then you can go. You do if the cro- you do the crossover. Yeah. yeah. Stupid bullshit. <laughs> I actually though I like I like the crossover in the sense that like it's, it's the chaotic. best team. Well, it's the best team, but also in the sense of like it's kind of chaotic because then you get like Calgary playing fucking Ottawa or Calgary playing Hamilton or whoever or Calgary yep. Toronto, and, and then it's, it's like, like Calgary versus Saskatchewan in the in the Grey Cup, and you're like, well, this doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, no, in no other sports this happens except this one, None. Uh, which is great. Um, Hayden, that's all I got, man. Um, I think we emptied the notebook there. Is there anything else you want to just say or get off your chest or, or throw out there before we, uh, before we head out? Um, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Hayden underscore Barton. And, uh, since I'm co-hosting now with Jeff, fucking follow left side heavy. You can find everything for the show at left side heavy free plug. And, uh, yeah, follow Jeff too. I'm sure if everyone listens to this podcast as much, they'll know exactly who Jeb is. So, yeah. Jeb is, uh, we, we were on his podcast earlier this week. It's kind of funny for myself, per, like, this is me speaking personally, where, like, I have, like, three different friend groups where it's, like, I have my squam. Well, not even, th- like, yeah, three different friend groups because some of them are, like, island too. But, like, I have Squamish friend groups. I have Vancouver friend group. And I have my American friend group. Mm-hmm. And so, like, 
most of the people in like my Squamish and American friend group are like, who's this Jevin guy? And it's just like, <laughs> and it's just like, no, Jevin's cool. Jevin rocks. Like, go check out his podcast. Like, Je- Jevin's great. Love Jevin. Um, we had a really good conversation this week about, we talked about a lot of stuff, actually, um, including football in that podcast. Um, he, Jevin probably could have been on here if he wasn't, you know, in a soy use with his friends. Kind of <laughs> lame excuse. Um, but no, go check out Jevin's stuff. Go check out Jevin's work. Um, you know where to follow us. You can check out this podcast on Spotify, iTunes, not iTunes, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, whatever year we're living in. Uh, you can check out our YouTube channel too. They're in the links in Spotify and uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at SYP pod. Uh, you can follow me at Ian.McNaughty on Instagram at Ian McNaughty on Twitter. Uh, I, 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 uh, I, I did a, I did a tweet this week, uh, Hayden, uh, about, um, uh, the, the new, um, whatever, Justin Bieber, uh, French vanilla cold brew. And yep. I, I, I tweeted, you know, sarcastically like, you know, Happy to support Haley Bieber's spouse wherever possible. Fucking ruthless. <laughs> but that tweet has like 247 likes in like the really last, in the last two days. Well, let me look, let me fucking look at this. So <laughs> I'm I understand what my demo is. I understand my prime audience, and it's Haley Bieber stands. Okay, I don't even follow you back. That's rude. Now I do. wow, wow. Fuck yeah, 247 you. likes, 37 retweets. Yeah. On some stupid, like, Haley Beaver joke. That's I haven't got engagement like that since I posted Olympic clips uh, on my Twitter and then got suspended for, like, a week. That was cool. <laughs> uh, I wonder why, I, I wonder why, you know, fucking posting Olympic clips, you know, Olympic highlights on my Twitter was, a, you know, I wonder why that would get me in trouble. Um, I wonder. Who 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 would have known? Who would who could have guessed? Um, yeah, that's the pod. Uh, I think we got two more pods coming out next week. I think we're doing a golf pod with Scotty when he's back, and I think we got another just regular pod. Uh, so check us out. Check out Jeb's pod. Thank you very much for everybody for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week big shout out to hayden for taking the time to do this greatly appreciate it and uh we'll talk to you soon peace out